Welcome to The Talking Dead, a podcast about all things deathly. We're Nicole and Rose from End Stage Matters, and we're death doulas, lifting the lid on topics we find fascinating. We're all going to die, so let's be open and curious about death, dying, loss and grief, and in the process, live our lives more fully. Hi, it's Nicole, and our topic this month is Before I Die, I Want To. So... I would like to welcome Rose. And Rose, can you tell me what a bucket list is? Well, hello, Nick. Thank you. Um, A bucket list. Yes, an interesting idea, isn't it? I'm sure most of our uh, listeners will have heard of one and heard of the concept of a bucket list. Um, But it's it's interesting to delve into the idea of what does it actually mean and why, why would you have this list of things that you want to tick off before you die? Um, are you running away from something as in uh, is it um, this list that you hold in your mind thinking if I've got this great big long list then I can't possibly die before I get it done <laughs> and so um, I think for a lot of us we think we're never going to die and we, we want to keep keep death away from us as much as possible um, so a lot of people have this um they fill up this list of, of things that they think they want to do before they die. But are they actually running away from uh, their own mortality or are they running towards, you know, these wonderful experiences that you can have? It's an interesting question. And, of course, our podcast is always about curiosity and, you know, just posing questions. So I don't have the answers to any of these things and neither do you, Nick, I'm sure. <laughs> we, <laughs> so we, we are inviting... Uh, some engagement with these with these ideas of um, that we that we present to you all. Um, so, what was on what was on the list when you were young? Like, it, perhaps you had a bucket list, or you you may not have called it that at the time, but um, you might have had a list of all the wonderful things you thought you were going to do. You know, as you're young, you have these these grand plans, and you know, one day I might you know drive down. Um, uh, the, the Great Ocean Road in a Rolls Royce or whatever it is that you had, <laughs> or I might live in um, Costa Rica. <laughs> and, of course, as you get older, that your priorities change, uh, you change, the things you, you are drawn to and love change, and also uh, as you get older, your possibilities start to um, not so much diminish, but they, I guess they narrow in a way. You start to become a little bit more realistic about what you think you can actually achieve before your life is through. <laughs> um, so it's just an interesting thing to ponder and I, I invite our listeners to consider those things about if you've got a bucket list, which is supposedly some kind of uh, list of, of things that you want to tick off um, before you leave this uh, planet, um, and that you can create that bucket list, as I said, when you're young or at any stage through your life or um, more traditionally it seems like um, there's a lot of people who have a, a bucket list of things. If they're given some kind of life-limiting diagnosis, um, they'll, they'll be saying, you know, what is it that you want to do in the time you've got left? But, you know, I, I would encourage you all to, um, to not wait until the doctor's sitting there telling you that. Uh, get in and live your life now. So currently on my bucket list, and I'll get I'll hand over to you in a second, Nick, and uh, you can tell tell us about yours. Um, 
My bucket list got very little on it, I have to say. In the past few years, I have become much less uh, uh, interested or uh, worried about, you know, getting these things done. And, of course, in this time of COVID, these monumental times we're living through, um, travel, which is probably one of the most favourite of of people's lists, um, has been severely curtailed. So I, the only thing I really want to do is maybe the Canadian Rockies trip that everybody does um, and the sailing up the inside passage through north to Alaska. Um, and, and the only other thing aside from that is perhaps learn another language. But I'm not too sure whether I have the capacity for that <laughs> these days. So, yeah, I, I don't have much, of, much on my list. I don't know whether that makes me boring or realistic <laughs> or what. <laughs> So, Nick, what's on your list? Tell us everything. Rose, my list, one of um, the things on my list is I would like to balloon ride when the Great Migration is heading across Africa. So I'd like to be above it in a balloon watching all of this happening. When we were coming back from Brazil, a couple of years ago, I, our flight was cancelled in, um, in Brazil and we had to go around the world the other way to get to Australia. So we ended up going by South Africa. And while we are in South Africa waiting in the, in the airport, I saw this, this poster of, of um, a balloon trip above the Great Migration and watching it unfold and I'd I'd actually seen it in a magazine a couple of months before and thought yes that's really what I'd love to do I think that would be awesome so that's on my list and also I've always wanted to go to Antarctica so that is um, a really big one on my list as well as travel around Australia with my partner and see I'm really interested in sacred places around Australia, also around the world. So those kind of things interest me a lot. And just catching up with friends and having picnics with them and and spending time, really precious time with my family and my community also is on my bucket list for creating those great memories. So to me, just being in the moment and and creating good memories is also on my bucket list, which sounds a bit funny, but but that's something that I want to do before I die, and so that I have these beautiful memories mm. that I can that I can reflect back on. Yes. Yeah, I was just that's leading me into what do you think is the driver for um, having these experiences? Like, is it just for the experience in the moment, or is it for something that you can look back on and and say, yes, I did that? Or, like a, in the end, what is it? Is it just a, um, a wanting to tick off? I know I I have um, someone uh, in my um, larger network that uh, seems to be hell bent on visiting as many countries as possible <laughs> before I don't know before he dies I suppose but you know he's just filling up his life with uh, overseas trips or he was <laughs> until this year caught up with yeah. Him. Um, but I'm, I'm curious as to uh, what is behind that. What's driving that? Um, is it just to sort of sit back when you get home and say, well, done that one, good, or to look at the list when you get home and say, yep, tick that, tick that? Or uh, I wonder what, what it does for us. Where, what, you know, 
what's the motivation and where do we end up when we've ticked something off the list? Is it Has it um, given us anything new or better? What do you think, Nicole? I think having the... Let's say I'm I'm looking at sacred sites and so I have a huge curiosity about sacred sites and spiritualism. So I think for me it's the I have that in my mind and that's where I'd like to go to whatever sacred site I'm travelling to at the time. Say it's the pyramids. So I think it's all about the journey of getting there and um, the exploration and curiosity as well and going to another country and exploring the the spirituality around, you know, around that and also meeting new people and and exploring how they live and the sense, you know, utilising all my sensations. So I'm, I'm smelling, feeling, hearing and tasting the different foods and being immersed in that culture. That's what um, really ignites my curiosity and also being able to share it with my partner. Yeah. And, and that's that creates amazing memories. It's not just, you know, racing to get to that spot, climbing up the top or doing whatever, you know, going in into the pyramid. It's it's the journey to get there as well and really savouring that experience on the way. Mm. And, you know, that's the end thing. But but just travelling too is just, just as important, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it leaves you with uh, it. it, it has it it's puts its stamp on you doesn't it in so many different ways as you've said and it it leaves you as a different person to the person that sort of first got on the plane the entire experience um sort of pushes you forward in your own development and understanding of the world um and I guess that's the same for any kind of experience even even one that may be uh considered negative or hard or sad or difficult um but yes everything leaves its imprint on us and uh and and helps us to maybe understand the world a bit more and i wonder whether the bucket list sometimes is um sort of a mystical kind of thing that you're drawn to you don't even know why you put these things on your list um that your subconscious or your spirit or whatever it is that um is sort of prompting you to uh, to go towards and you don't know how you're going to be or you don't even know why you want to do that sometimes. I uh, jumped out of a plane, would you believe? Wow, <laughs> that was very brave. I know, I did a tandem parachute jump. I, <laughs> I don't even know why I did it and I wouldn't do it again. Um, but at the, at the time I was not scared. It was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible <laughs> and I loved it. And I think when I, when I think back it's a, well, I've seen the world from that perspective to start with in this tiny little plane and I've been through that experience of being prepared to just jump oh, and obviously I wouldn't um I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have ever um chosen to to learn how to do a solo trip so I, I felt very safe going at, uh, with a tandem um jumper yeah um, and it, like it was it was so much fun but I I do look back and think I did that I jumped out of a plane <laughs> believe it but I did it yeah I think that would be you know all of these things that we've collected in our lifetime the all these amazing experiences 
are really individual to us and are really worthwhile putting down in our legacy from from our lifetime. Yes. And as you're doing your legacy, you're really bringing up those memories again and really, you know, reliving them and appreciating them too. And that, and they're, like you were saying, they're the things that mould you and change you and appreciate what you've got when you get home. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. uh, there's a fellow um, called Trav Bell and uh, we met him last year, didn't we? Um, and yeah. he's, he calls himself the bucket list guy and he goes around the world. Uh, he's a bit of a motivational speaker. Um, he was He was great fun to listen to. But he uh, has spent the last, I don't know, 10 years or so uh, encouraging people to make a bucket list and just get out there and live your lives and, and go and enjoy yourself. Um, so he's he's very good at motivating you to, uh, you know, don't wait. What are you, what are you waiting for? Um, life will be over before you know it. <laughs> so, you know, take it by the horns and off you go. Uh, but he also had this idea of the reverse bucket list, which is, as you said, Nicole, uh, the idea of looking back and appreciating just how far you've come and all the things that you've done already. Sometimes it's easy for us to forget the, uh, you know, the amazing things that we've all achieved. We Human beings are capable of the most amazing things and I think a lot of the time we forget just how amazing we are and the incredible stories that we've all got to tell. Um, and it's a, it, this, this idea of just stopping and taking a breath and COVID's given us, given us this opportunity in, for a lot of us to just stop and take stock, look around at where we live, who we're living with and what we're doing with our lives. It's, um, it's almost like the earth has had a chance to just take a pause and say, let's just, let's just slow down and, and look around, <clears throat> excuse me, and, um, and appreciate what we've got and to reevaluate where we're going and what's really important. And maybe this is an opportunity to re-examine the bucket list and the before I die, I want to, to really see, you know, what's my motivation for wanting to do this? Like, I don't know about learning another language. What, but what's my motivation for that? I think I, I love the idea of, you know, because I love languages and I love um, uh, other countries you know, and, and being able to communicate in different um, languages. I've got a smattering of a whole bunch of languages, but I, I'm not fluent in any of them. Um, so I don't know what's behind that unless it's just a, you know, a purely a, a status thing. Oh, yes, I'm fluent in, in French. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but I think it's, it's always good to stop and uh, look at the things that are, are motivating us and driving us to do whatever we do. And here's an That's right. Yeah. yeah, it is. It definitely is. Yeah, I've had a really beautiful time at home reflecting and um, and reevaluating what I find important in my life, mm. and also just appreciating, being really grateful. I live on a farm, and my desk looks over out bay window down the Laneva Valley towards Wodonga, and it's a constantly changing scene. Mm. We have beautiful trees in our yard. And we have amazing birds and I have little wrens coming and jumping on the windowsills. Mm. So that to me is just beautiful. And just to be in the moment watching that, I'm just so grateful for it. So, yeah, all of those. So there's lots of positives about um, 
reflecting and, and looking back and valuing what you've got. Yeah, and really finding what, uh, looking forward and finding what's important for me in the future now with these big changes that are happening in the world. So I'm, I might never get to Antarctica yeah. nor those other places, but I can travel around Australia when um, when we're opened up again yes. from COVID. If they ever let us out of, out of the state again. <laughs> I might even be able to cross the border to Albury. That might be really good. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, yes. Another another thing that uh, is definitely worthwhile thinking about, um, and again, why wait until a doctor has given you some kind of um, uh, diagnosis or you've gotten bad news in some way, um, is to look at your relationships and try and repair or um, uh, fix um, any kind of issues that you might have with with people who are distant or not so distant. <clears throat> if there's a if there's uh, something that needs repairing there, perhaps it's time to do that. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really good thing too, especially with family members. And um, yeah, I think you know, just just um, reflecting back, and then then maybe reaching out and seeing if you can um, repair those relationships before other things happen that you might not be yeah you you might regret for the rest yes. of your life because yeah. sometimes people always imagine this future time where oh yes I'll you know maybe one day we'll um we'll reconcile um but there may not be an another yeah you know, a one day and even if you wait until you're not well it could be that you're not well enough to to even make that um uh, reconciliation or reunion uh, so yeah why wait if it's in your mind just do it <laughs> yeah I think my policy yeah, I think, <laughs> why wait? I think just that's do a great advice just do it, <laughs> just do it. yeah um, so um, and I, I will make the uh, disclaimer there that sometimes uh, relationship repair is not possible for what for whatever reason but I think um it's it's coming to terms with with that as well that needs to be done you know you can't always you know, people aren't always going to be happy families and maybe there's somebody that you don't want to reconcile with but you need to the the important thing would be to reconcile your position about it because if you're carrying around that um, resentment or disappointment or hurt or anger or whatever it is um, it's only affecting you uh, and if if you don't want to um, keep carrying that burden with you into the future because it's it's yeah. weighing on you um, and it's having a detrimental effect on you. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Rose. Mm. I think that's really important. Yeah. And some sometimes relationships are really toxic and we can't make up for them. No. You yeah. know, we can't make it up. So, And if you acknowledge that they are really toxic and they're not helping you at all, well, then it's time to um, acknowledge that and move forward yes. too. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Now, Rose, you were going to tell me about the lady who who put, um, who oh, yes. discusses on the YouTube clip Before I Die, or uh, sorry, it's not the YouTube clip, it's a TED Talk, the TED Talk Before yes. I Die. Yeah. Uh, her name's Candy Chang. She's a community artist. Um, she's from the States. 
and uh, she had a loss in her life at one point and was sort of grappling with the whole idea and struggling with um, dealing with it. So she decided to use her art as a way of of working through her grief. And she found an old abandoned building. I think she picked New Orleans first um, uh, because at that time I think the States was having quite a lot of trouble with um, abandoned buildings. There was quite a few of them there and they were just sitting there. So she decided to create this thing called a Before I Die, I Want To wall. So um, it's basically, it's a community art project. Um, there's a, it's, it's a big wall that's got, I think, the sort of like blackboard paint on it. And there's, in big letters, it says, before I die, I want to dot, dot, dot. And then lots of lots of lines. Um, uh, and people can just come along, there's chalk around there, and you can just pick up a piece of chalk and write down what you want to do before you die. Um, and, yeah, the responses are so varied, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Just from the trivial to the enormous and back again. Um and uh, since the first wall in New Orleans, it's been taken around the world, uh, certainly um, a lot of places in the States, but, it's yeah, it's gone all over the world, this project, and it's just a, it's a fantastic opportunity to, to open up those conversations in a community uh, and to sort of um, give people a little bit of a jolt, even just walking past, you know, you're, you're down the shops and you see this thing... <laughs> Um, I think it's really a really valuable thing to um, to bring people back into that present moment of, you know, even even if it's just for a moment to remember that we are going to die, and uh, and to to just have a little pause and think about that because I think for me, you know, when we look at our death, look at death, we have a better life, and. And we will have, a, and hopefully, a better death as well. The, the more often we open up um, our minds to these ideas, and this is what we always do, isn't it, Nick? I mean, this is what we're. This is why we do what we do. We're so passionate about exploring conversations around death and dying. To yes, encourage right. everyone, encourage our listeners, um, and all the people that we come in contact with, to just you know nibble around the edges of your firmly held belief that you're never going to die <laughs> and yes. um because it does you know the, the, the closer we draw to death the, the the greater enjoyment in life I think we both agree with that and yeah. um, if we can uh explore and um wrestle with the ideas around death um we will hopefully have a better death because we will be better prepared and better, uh, we'll have we'll have more of a language around it when it starts to get closer. Yes, yes. and you And it's also sorry, Rose. It's also um, you know you can look back at all those beautiful things that you've done and really go, well, I've lived the best life and the fullest life that I could have. Mm. And you know you're ex- you, and then you're um, you're not fighting. Yes. You're just going with the flow. Yeah. yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So and I think um, that's really important. Yeah. Sorry, Rose. No, that's okay. We've just uh, released our um, weekend edition newsletter. Uh, so that's come out just today. 
and that has an article um, about Candy Chang and her walls. <laughs> so if you want to go to our website, endstagematters.com.au, uh, you'll find a link in there to our newsletter, uh, this month's newsletter. We encourage you all to sign up for our newsletters so you can um, receive them on a regular basis. That's um, right. And also, Rose, can I say that that um, tomorrow we have a death cafe happening at 4 o'clock on Zoom. So if anyone's interested in that, yes. they can also click onto our website and follow the links for that too. Yes, we'll have to put up this um, this podcast straight away so that people can listen before tomorrow. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're just about done, do you think, Nicole? Yeah, I think. Thanks for having a chat, Rose. It's been really Pleasure good. as always. Good to talk to you. Okay, well, we'll, um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you so much for joining us. It's our hope that you'll keep these conversations going. You'll keep talking about the topics that take us to the edges of life and death. For more information or to ask a question, go to our website, endstagematters.com.au. We look forward to you joining us next time on The Talking Dead.